What's up, everyone? This is the Undergraduate Survival Guide here. Obviously, Jordan speaking again. Today, we have a very, very special guest. My main man, Evan, from school. You know what? It's funny because um, you do music. I thought I need to be like a proper DJ. Like, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we have Evan DeRoper in the building. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, the, I have the sudden urge to be like super gassed. I feel like drinking a pint, just coming back that later. And it seemed like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, man. How do you... Like, what have you been up to recently? I know we talked about it as well, but for the sake of the podcast... Yeah, of course. Um, well, due to current world issues, I've just yeah. been writing more and recording more. I've got my projects coming out weekly from the on, on Spotify on April the 19th. Just uh, R&B stuff. And I've been reading a lot of books. What sort of books are you reading? I just fantasy novels and then the odd um, business and marketing growing techniques. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. I was talking to this girl, I think earlier today, if not yesterday, mm. and she, she put on Instagram like uh, book recommendations. I recommended a, a business one. She said, nah, I only want to read fiction. I only want to read sci-fi. I'm like, you're poor. Like, <laughs> 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 it's, it's nuts. I mean, obviously, the whole self-help industry is kind of fake anyway. You can't just read a book and suddenly become rich, but yeah. it's funny to see how people are using their time now and in quarantine. Yeah, I found a lot of people decided that now that they can't go outside, I mean, I'm, I'm part of that, is to start working out or just like, like they've decided to delve fully into the bet, like TikTok, for example. You know, so many people have decided to make TikTok. Oh my days, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm part of that as well, as I said, but... <laughs> you need people to follow you and, and see your stuff <laughs> it's true do you think wait how how deep are you into tiktok um define deep how many hours spent oh not like what 15 minutes oh, okay that's fine i check i check it like every now and then in a day maybe about three times a day but no longer than like five minutes each time mm. Wait, nice. Do you listen to um, Gary V at all? Occasionally. He helps me out with a couple of uni assignments. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. Not personally, though. Just <laughs> 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 personal spending Gary Vaynerchuk. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, my, my point is that, like, I've been following for years, and I think it was about two years ago he started talking about TikTok, or back when it was still called Musical.ly, innit? Yeah. And I would say, like, this is stupid. I mean, I, I believed him when he said it was going to pop off, but I didn't really look into it that much who would yeah. have thought like it will take a whole pandemic <laughs> for this app to reach like literally everyone i know is using it now it's crazy i mean i, I can believe it though what, what like what's the demographic that we're thinking of here like 13 like teenage like young teenagers who just want to clout chase essentially and if they can just get famous within these next couple months of quarantine then who needs school right it's true. I guess it kind of replaces the old Snapchat demographic. Yeah, and Vine from before that. <laughs> I forgot about Vine. Throw, throw, throw in that old, <laughs> the old one. You're really showing my age, man. We're not that old. 20, 21. Yeah, that's old in this generation. <laughs> we saw last week. <laughs> What's your um? Because I want I want to talk to you about music mostly. Yeah. yeah. What's What's your process like? 
because obviously you do everything yourself but do you start from like writing and then make the beat and then sing over it or well, as i'm a and as you know i'm, I'm, a, I'm a pianist right mm. so i grew up playing the piano it's always to me been music first and everything else afterwards so like for, for a beat i'd make first get like a piano melody in my head make it about eight bars so about what 15 seconds 12 seconds something like that mm. and then add a light drum beat under it and then it sort of just grows from there it's, it's essentially the same because i can sort of just hear hear it all at once well not all at once but like i hear oh so this bass could go like do 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 and then the violin could go like that and then a, an 808 can go similar to the, what the bass is doing it just yeah i mean the the classical classical um background as it were sort of just helps see the whole picture at the beginning Mm, that's interesting so it's almost like you kind of know where it's going to end before you even start in some cases yeah yeah yeah. sometimes it's not like that at all sometimes it's just a drag but then you just move on to something else and then come back to it later yeah like that's kind of of normal though creativity and stuff like that at what point do you like start writing for the lyrics then uh once i get like So, so say, say like a, like a skeleton beat. So, just you, so you can sort of just see how the, how it would progress, and then I just make a, a new piano track and just play a melody on top of that within like what within what a singer would sing. So not not nothing too fancy, going up and down the keyboard, just like within a strict zone. Mm. And then after that, or you, or you can hum into your phone or whatever. And then to just then to start writing the lyrics. I mean, most pe- other people, you know, have a whole process and stuff, but mine seems a bit. <laughs> it's just like oh it comes so easy but no it's not it's not too easy i find i find the lyrics a bit a bit challenging though mm. i feel like you're lucky in a sense that you're naturally talented in terms of music like i remember you and cormac in school just killing the piano or like just for fun, just for fun. <laughs> i could never use two hands and that's why i gave up on it but it's like seeing guys like you just kill it it's like it's mad to see I mean, hearing you not being able to use two hands means that you didn't get very far then, did you? <laughs> <laughs> you got to know your chance of weaknesses, right? <laughs> That's fact. What did you... Your degree was free, isn't it? Say that again? Your degree was free, isn't it? Yeah. Did you, How do you go about learning music from a degree? Because I, I always thought, in terms of arts in general, it's, all of a, it's a uh, personal thing. You know what? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're going to use this in your podcast, but... When I was doing it, I watched a, a little, little thing, a little video from XXXTentacion, right? Mm. And he was saying, like, if you need to be a lawyer or a doctor, then yes, by all, or an engineer, then yeah, by all means, go to university. But for something like music, you don't need it. You just need to pump out content and then the people start listening to you. Yeah. yeah. Now, this, I think I came across this during my first or second year. And I was just like, oh, he's so, he's actually right. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but he's actually right. Because what can, because what, what, what really did university teach me? I mean, in my first year, I came in thinking that the production course would be, I mean, this is not to throw any shade at my university. It was a great university, but I'm just saying mm. how I saw it. The production course was, I thought that we'd be taken from like level one, essentially, like everyone would be level one. And then we would just all work together. 
Okay. We all knew new steps at the same time. But you come in, right? And then everyone's on this all different levels. Mm. Just, yeah. So I'd be there at level one, essentially. And then there'll be guys in the class who just, who just know so much. And I'd be there. And then I get sort of bit, oh, what's the word? A bit put off, like, I guess. Yeah, like demotivated. Yeah. Cause then, for example, that we'd have these, um, um, course feedbacks okay. so we'd have to like make an assignment um make a beat or something and then show it up at the end of like the semester at the end of the term just to get some feedback on it mm-hmm. and then i did it for i did it the first time thinking oh it'll be all right you know turn up and everyone's got these amazing tracks and i'm there like mine is so basic so that the next time, the next time these assessments came around, I just didn't show up. Damn. No, that's how off-putting it it came to me, and I was like, and I beat myself up over it. Mm. I mean, now now I like to think I'm a good producer. I mean, you've you've heard them, yeah. Yeah, to me, your tracks are like next level. <laughs> <laughs> but like at, at that time, and this was only three years ago, two years ago. Yeah. I was just so off put. I mean, this would be, yeah. I'd be like, oh. So I didn't like not turning up for the lecture mm. because I've already got to travel an hour and a half to get to the uni anyway. Yeah. So just to not, just to do all that tra- traveling, just to not go to what it's to, to the point of, of of a university, just just drove me insane, man. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I, I mean, the third year in, in third year it was it was easier for me because it was more my fault. At that point, I was more I was more focused on doing like film and game music anyway. Okay. And, and luckily enough, that's what the freaking um. Sorry for saying freaking. I don't know if that's part of it. I don't. Know, I don't uh, and lucky enough, that was part of of the main um, modules, composing for media. And I was I, I was quite happy about that, and I was able to show off my talent there. But just the first two years it was a. Oh, it hurt. Yeah, it hurt. That's nuts, man. <clears throat> I can kind of relate because, like, in my degree, we do a lot of programming as well. Mm-hmm. And I would just say, in my fault, like, you get there, everyone's kind of the same level. They've done math before, but no one's really done computing. So we just work together collaboratively, get better week by week. But you yeah. get there, and I'm like this one guy that's never seen a computer before. And then there are these kids that have been coding since they were five years old. And it's like, like, what, what, like what is this language? <laughs> <laughs> Like we had a project to do for our first, the first time we we learned, and the game I made was literally like you press the arrow keys to move and you eat like food on the screen. <laughs> well, so it's kind of like you know that like Google, the Google dinosaur game. We got to just jump over the cactus. And yeah, it might as well be. It's just very might as well be that. Because <laughs> to me, it's like first principles is just make it work, right? And to yeah, me, yeah, I was yeah. hard at the time. But then when I saw everyone else's, it's like flying. Sp- ships and stuff and you move the mouse and you can do 360s i'm like what the hell is this <laughs> do you remember in um ict class when we did scratch did i didn't scratch... do ict no we were we had to do ict what oh was that was that with no no yeah we must have scratch it was like a, it, was, it was a programming thing but not as no as scratch long. is the first language to learn at uni <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you compare that to what like what would you do c plus python uh, first year we did Scratch and then Python in first term, and then yeah. C and Java second term. It's a massive difference between Scratch and any other languages, isn't it? 
literally. Like when I came to submit in my coursework, I did mine completely in scratch and someone else did theirs in like C sharp with Unity, the, the engine. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> this just isn't fair. <laughs> well, I've got an F. <laughs> it's like for me, in my first year, I was demotivated as well. I was like, I can't compete with that. Even if I dedicate my whole time to doing this one unit, that's only one out of like 20. Yeah. But then I guess in second year, it was more like, if there are people that are actually good at coding, it's... I might as well use this time to network with them and find out how they got so good and learn from them, right? And that yeah, was like, exactly, exactly. It, I kind of turned it into motivation. Like, did you find that in uni as well? In your, I, I, guess, I really wanted, to, I just wanted to beat them. I was like, no, I've got to, I've got to do it. But then each time I would showcase a friend, uh, a, a, um, someone from my class, or even my, t- or even the lecturer, what I did, mm. they'd be like, oh, you should do this, 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 and this. And then I'd listen to someone else's work. Um, but that, well, if you just compare our, the, the two of ours, it's just, how do you do this? And as I, as, as I can like see the screen, like I can see what's happening in the track, mm. the product rather, I'm like, oh, that looks so simple, but why is it when I do it, it just doesn't, no. Why, why can't I do that? I mean, I can now, but. Yeah, yeah. A trial and error, patience sort of thing. Yeah, I guess it's a learning process, isn't it? Yeah. That's so nuts though. Do you feel like, because in my head, when I think about it, there's no real way to determine which, what two songs are better other than like what sounds best. Like, yeah. how are you graded in that sense? Was it just like getting across a clap and you ever get the loudest clap? Well, is, well, that's, uh, that's, the thing, that's the thing with the art, <laughs> isn't it? It's like, art is subjective. So. <laughs> um, well, no, so, so to get graded, you'd have, like, criteria to meet. Mm. Like, you got to do, I don't know, add, make up a drum loop using just, you know, this, is, this isn't true, but the, so Logic, Logic Pro, um, a software for making music, yep. has a thing where it's called Drummer, where you can just fiddle up, fiddle, fiddle with a few um, settings, and then it has a whole different drum beat each time. Okay. So, one, one, so for example, criteria would be use Drummer in your track, give it a gamey feel using a synth that fits the genre, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So if it fits that criteria, then, you're, then you've gotten the mark. So in essence, it could sound really bad and you could still pass, but it just, to me, I want it to sound as good <laughs> as anyone else's, you know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's nuts. I mean, is that, is that anything that happened in anything similar for coding? So for, for coding, it was... Because most of our projects were making games, it was pretty much the same as yours, I guess, but it was more technical. Right. Like, there are so many specific things you can do in coding, like make a for loop. And if you, we had three main marking categories, like the quality of code in terms of like the technical content, um, the appearance, so like how, well, I guess how nice the code looked, which is hard for me to, <laughs> to think about as code. And yeah. then, like, it was called like a wow factor or like a unique, selling point thing so because obviously my game was a simple like moving arrow keys i got a very low score for that one but someone else who did a sci-fi thing got a really high score so in for that category it's kind of peak because there's no real way to rate it objectively yeah but for the other three you know appearance kind of makes sense i feel uh, like for you if you were to for someone who'd never came across coding before just just in itself of making something move with arrow keys is a, is a big step forward so i think they should have marked you a bit just a bit higher you know just be, be, be a bit more lenient you know 
But that yeah. wouldn't be fair on the others, I suppose. Absolutely. But I guess in some capacity, I understand why I didn't get... Well, I say that the unique school one was only a small... That was like 10% of the overall grade, so it's not that big a deal. Yeah. But then it is deep how someone who's just practiced harder is going to get a higher score, but then that's kind of how <laughs> how life works, isn't it? Yeah. Mad. How do you feel like... Because one thing that I always found interesting about you is that you stayed at home for uni. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, from, like, go on. <laughs> I, I would always say like your your degree in general isn't really worth anything, but your uni experience is like priceless. Like I, for me, I'm paying for the experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, all right. So let, let, let's let, let's let's map this out. Yeah. University of Westminster, mm-hmm. primarily based in Central. Right on Oxford Street. That's where the main campus is. Yeah. Or was it Regent Street? One of the two. One, one of the main streets in Central. Anyway, uh, <laughs> somewhere like, in London. For some reason, so you'd have Baker Street campus, Marleybone campus, yeah, Re- Regent Street campus, and there's another one, but I forgot the name of it. And then you'd have the Harrow campus. Okay. All the way in, in Harrow. So why is. I never understood why. That the arts campus was just so far away from the others. Wait, were you in you in Harrow? Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. It, I mean, I mean, I thought at the time like, oh, this would be so cool because then it's just like a bus ride and a walk for me to get to this uni. Like, oh, that's, that's fantastic. Mm. And the University of Westminster's music department is pretty high rated, so yay, I'm, I'm winning. But then, yes, I'm winning in 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 regards to my my course, but I'm missing out on the uni experience, the uni life that people would easily get if they just moved to a different city. Yeah. So there was no need for me to go to halls because one, I see it as a waste of money, given how it was only an hour away from me. Mm. And then when I get to the university, I was just so. Um, demotivated to join any of the societies because I'd be like, I just want to go home now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like school. You just go in, do what you got to do, and yeah, and leave. In fact, that's what I actually did. I, I went in, had my lecture, had lunch, had my other lecture, and then went home. When everyone else would be like, after the second, after the um, the, their last lecture of the day, if they're, as they're in halls, they'll just go to whatever society is about in central London, meet people from other campuses, go out, chill with them, then come back to their um, dorms later on. Or if they're staying within within halls at that campus, they'll just there was this there was this bar club thing called um <laughs> under Croft, I believe, yeah. Well they they'd have something called a messy Mon- messy Mondays mm. around, but yeah. So it'd just be a, a club vibe. So if you were living there, it would, just, it would just be like the ideal thing to do, isn't it? You go there, meet people, have a nice time and end it. And then you've made your friends for the next three years of your, of your course. Yeah, yeah. But then, then I was like, I'd end at, what, five o'clock, <clears throat> then get bored and just decide to go home. You know, it's, it, I think it's because, because home was there for me. It made me just rather pick home than 
stay until God knows what time, you know? Yeah, yeah. And also I'd come home at sometimes at 10, 10 p.m. and just like, nah. <laughs> yeah, just crash up to that, innit? Yeah, <laughs> just like, I'm done. <laughs> That's so mad, man. And like, to me, when you say like you're only an hour away, I mean, Bristol is what, an hour, hour and a half, two hour drive for me? Yeah. But I take that commute as... That's basically two hours a day and what, 10 hours a week that you could have been doing anything else, in my head at least. Yeah. Like... Well, you'd, you'd get to Bristol and then you just go into your dorm or your, or your apartment or whatever. And yeah, just yeah. chill with your uni mates within Bristol. Whereas I'd be here, going to Harrow, coming back just to see them again the next day within an mm. hour and a half of bus travel, you know? Yeah, that's nuts. I think the worst thing is the... Because you haven't really got a night bus. I mean, we have the N9 in West, but I don't really know where else we have a night. So imagine yeah. going out for a club night and then it's like, oh crap, how do I go home now? It's like a 40 pound Uber. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> that's, that's never a good idea. I mean, I don't, I don't, re- do I? No. I, I don't regret staying at home. Mm. You saved I, a lot of money. Pardon? You saved a lot of money that way. Oh uh, yeah, no, exactly. Because in, in, the, in the long term, I'd be saving a lot of money. So, but the trade-off of meeting new people, it's, it's a bit, just a bit hard. Mm. But bottom line is that no, I don't, I don't regret staying at home. Fair enough. If you were to do uni again, like for a master's PhD, would you still stay at home? Hell no. <laughs> 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 well, no, I mean, no. First, first, it'll be like, what's the good master's degrees for for music? Mm. Then I'd find the best one the first away. <laughs> I mean, that, at least that's what I think I would do. I mean, it makes sense, man. You got a. Spread your wings, in like, it? I, I, I already failed it the first time. Might as well, might as well take a try again. <laughs> Do you, like, did you make many friends in your course of your three years? Uh, in terms of like lifelong friends, not like while you were there. Lifelong friends, uh, two or three? Four? Okay. Uh, I ha- uh, you know, a handful, I suppose, yeah. Mm, it's still a good yield. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, it was either that or, you know, meet someone... If if let's let's just say you were to live at halls, meet someone for like spend like spend a couple of months a year with them and then forget them after you're done. Once you have your arguments and stuff, uh, yeah, I think I think my five five friends was a is a, is a good yield. Yeah, for sure. I feel like you. I mean, I've still got two years uh, to go. Yeah, yeah, you're still going but... through it so far. <laughs> yeah, I made a good group. It's hard for me to say, like, because life is long, man. <laughs> <laughs> and do you, do you go out with, with your mates, like, within Bristol? No, I mean, I don't want to say I messed up. I don't regret my first year at all, but because I was with Zara at the time, I was in a relationship. I didn't, like, clubbing in my head has always been, like, you kind of go out. And does everyone know, does everyone know about Zara? <laughs> uh, they will know. They will know. But it's like my interpretation of like clubbing, at least from a guy's perspective, was you go to get girls. And I was like, I don't want to get girls. I don't want to listen to drum and bass. So why am I going out? Why am I spending £10 on entry and £40 on drinks just to sit at the back yeah, and hate? That, that, was and hate. My, that was my mentality with like this messy Monday thing. I was like, theoretically, I could stay and, and test this out. But it's just, yeah, I mean, just the idea of it, just loud music and. And yeah, like I also had a girlfriend. I also have a girlfriend, so it would just be a bit. What's the point, you know? 
Why be mm-hmm. going to get drunk? I mean, that's that's not me either. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. I had the same thing, and I it's like I don't know how it's like in other unis, but in Bristol, the nightlife is very much the most prominent scene, at least in my opinion. In oh my, yeah, watching Jamel One Five's videos, it, it kind of seems like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to take a look at that guy actually, Jamal. But still, like I'm a type of guy I want to just sit around in my room, play FIFA with the guys. You know, order KFC. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. It's, it's, yeah, your 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 um your opinion of what's a good time to you is not this is is not having drinks down your throat and meeting girls grind on you. <laughs> yeah, like it's vastly different to the norm, and because of that, I, I definitely missed out. I feel like in my first, I guess, first two years or year and a half. Mm. I suppose because in, in my second year, we weren't in halls anymore. Like you live with your mates in private combination and that made it easier to, to like play FIFA and stuff like that, to do other things. But yeah, it was definitely... You, you went, so you went, you went into a house, did you? Yeah. So like the way most city unis work is in your first year, they guarantee you halls. So you live like with random people. Yeah. And then second, third and maybe fourth year, you have to live privately by yourself. So you have to go to an estate agent, like find out how many four bed flats are in the area, check out everything. It's long. It's crazy long. I've had to move in and out of places every year, four years. That sounds annoying. It is. I mean, in the in the short term it's fine having your own space. But how much money are you wasting though? A lot. Well I wouldn't I wouldn't call it wasting because uh, I enjoy how much being, money you using up. <laughs> <laughs> For me, first year was like six and a half grand. Second year was like 6K. Last year was nine, but most of that was subsidized by my job, so probably about three. Right. Uh, and this year is probably about four, maybe four and a half. So altogether, that's like almost 20, 25 grand. Just How on much about student finance? <sighs> <laughs> what student finance did you do? Not enough of it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough of it. <laughs> what, did you, what, what, what did you get? What was your allowance? Oh yeah, it's changed over the years, but I'm in, I'm in the top percentile, I guess. Oh, okay, okay, twenty five percent. So I got like seven grand in my first year, and this year I got six, six, eight, five. Oh, okay, so probably like middle ish. And all that goes to rent. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And it's annoying because like they, well, you get student loan as well, and you you still apply for maintenance. Don't need to, unless unless there's a way I can get free money, is that? You gotta pay it back, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, I got it when I was in year, I got a I got the basic one. One one thousand three hundred and thirty-three pounds per term. So I was what three, yeah, three grand. Mm. Three okay, grand. but you, at least you know how the structure is. Like you get more on the first term than the second two. No, you get more on the last term than the first two. Yeah. And the way um not mortgage, but like the way paying Accommodation fees works in uni is that the first term costs the most because I guess it accommodates for Christmas and that, and then the last two are cheaper. So basically, from September till January, I just had no money because <laughs> <laughs> all of that went on on accommodation fees. It's crazy. I've had to work basically every year at uni. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. So I, f- I feel like that's definitely. On the topic of like living at home, that's definitely a massive advantage because uni is so expensive, and there are so many like 
hidden cost, I guess. Like accommodation is one thing, but you also go to eat. Yeah, you know what? That, that was the when deciding to which unis to apply to. Mm. That was the, that was actually the first thing that came to my mind because I, I initially was like, oh, I really want to go to Bath because mm. I, I like I like the way the city looks. You know, you know I, like, I like I just like the way it feels. And having yeah. been there, like just just for a couple nights, I was like, yeah, it's nice, definitely a nice city. By the time. I was like, yeah, Bath, okay, what, let's see, do they have a music? Oh, they, they, there's one in Bath Spa, okay, yeah, let's see. And then, then it just immediately clicked. That sounds like a lot of money, accommodation and food and then, no, no, I, I think I'd rather stay home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. I would, I would love to have, like, a chart of what the money I spent so far, because it's definitely north of, like, 50 grand. And I mean, a lot of that is, like, my own... Dumb expenses like buying a car, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta get from point A to point B, right? <laughs> yeah, man. No more coaches for me. <laughs> Did you take that um in the, in your very first year, the coach to Bristol? Um, I only passed my test at the end of my second year, basically. So I got all right. I got coaches for the first probably year and a half, and then the last six months or so, I got to train because I had a roll card. It makes more sense to just get. Yeah train but otherwise now nah, i've been driving since the last two years literally two years actually i passed my test today two years ago crazy pat on the back first time first past first time uh yeah yeah first time that's not like bs <laughs> <laughs> have you learned to drive yet yeah oh you done my... before me yeah, I, I I've been driving for well, driving in quotation marks, driving for I don't know three years. Maybe yeah, you've been driving for a while. Yeah, but I don't actually need it though. That's another thing. Like I had my car for for uni, mm. but I never used it for uni because the permit was about two hundred pound a term, and I was like, no, I'm not. I'll just take the. I'll I'll pay my one one pound fifty to take the bus. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah you, you really don't well, want to spend money cheap <laughs> <laughs> what what do you spend money on then um subscription services you know, netflix amazon splice for beats though i don't use it very often mm. oh no i do i use it for i use it for inspiration um no not really i download them uh what else um gifts I like buying oh, yeah. things for people. I'm gonna go on some shoe, some you know, some buy some Nike shoes later on in a couple as soon as quarantine's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, clothes, you know, just like per, like um, materialistic things, I suppose. And every now and then, every now and then, petrol. Petrol, yeah, that's the that's the big one. <laughs> that's the big one. But at that point, like, because obviously you said that accommodation is not worth it, but then shoes are how do you differentiate like what is actually worth your money and what's not it's more so, i think it's more like how much money am i going to spend at this one moment mm. and then how long would it take for me to recoup that money okay so you know i mean i don't have a job anymore but so with shoes i i would buy the shoes and then realize next week i'll make that money back all right Mm. If I was in an accommodation, I'd be like, just how much is your how much was your rent? First year, like six thousand. For the entire year? Yeah. So I'd be like, 
And did you get did you get six k in your first semester? Um, in terms of my loan, yeah. Uh, I got about three and a bit. The, my whole loan, my first year, was like seven thousand altogether. Right, so the rent will be six, right? In total, yeah. In in total, and then how like how long would it take for me to recoup that? I think like the idea of like say a hundred a hundred quid compared to a thousand quid is what makes the difference for me, you know. Unless yeah. it's something like so with um with logic that cost about a hundred and no two hundred pounds I think. Yeah, but it's only one. But then I can see I can see yeah I'm using it for something in which case in which down the line I could recoup that money you know. Mm. But with with accommodation it would just be there spent. I'd have to move out next year. So what's the point you know? Yeah, yeah. I guess it it sounds like it's more of a longevity thing. Yeah, like you want to have to. I'm thinking. Yeah. I, I think in the long game, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Like if I can see, like even with like buying gifts, right? Mm. This is this is going to sound a bit strange, but if I say I buy gifts for some other people, because I like I like spending more on other people than on myself, right? Yeah. So I rarely buy things for myself. But if I to say it's someone's birthday or Christmas or whatever, I'd give them several things which I know they will like, and then just seeing that. They'll they they'll like those things, is sort of my recruitment. If that makes sense, I'm like, yeah, it was it was money well spent. Yeah, yeah, that Whereas, emotional. Yeah, well, yes. once again, you know, money being used. I mean, I'm not this is not to throw shade on you or anything. Living, you know, it's also anyone, you know, <laughs> decides to leave the house because you know, my family doing it as well. Um, yeah, to me, it would just be like, I don't see the necessity in that when there's perfectly good universities within London. Hmm. I get that. I used to be very much the same, but then I started to value experience a lot. I get you, yeah. Like, I, I, still, don't, I still don't really... Like, I don't care about holidays or travelling and stuff like that. I don't really see that experience as, as feasible, but there's so much more out there, I realise, than, you know, a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and even though that's probably my best investment ever. <laughs> 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 like... I don't know, it's fun that every now and then be able to go around the corner to my friend's house in Bristol and just bang Mario Kart. And I think that that wouldn't be possible without living in uni. And that would, that, that experience for me is priceless. Well, wouldn't you, I mean, I've got Mario Kart as well. So say we went to the same university, we could, we could do the exact same thing. I mean, I, I'm not, I won't be your, um, this, this friend you're talking about. Mm. But I'm sure the, the experience of Mario Kart of me of me winning all the time will be No, but I don't know. I get you. Mm. It's it's funny because like I mean in school we see each other all the time and in terms of like school people in general, school friends, but I think what well, I've seen you what three times since since leaving St. Mark. I've probably <laughs> seen Gareth around like between ten and twenty, same with Michael. Yeah. I mean, Bronan's in Singapore, it's kind of different, but I've seen him once in the last five years. It's just nuts how, um, like, space, space between people is very much multiplied by meters instead of, like, added. So that kind of makes sense. <laughs> so, so you're saying you felt, you haven't seen me, like, three times yet, but it, it, for that, what, four years, five years, whatever, whatever it is, mm. I was still talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, regularly. So do you do you do you still feel like there was a separate like a uh, a gap or a, or a disconnect as as it were? Well, it's not necessarily a disconnect, but for me, like the way I am, I much prefer 
seeing someone in person. Think, yeah, okay. Yeah, same, same. And this goes down to the smallest detail, like facial expressions are like my everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I, and this is a bit of a, a tangent, but I, was, I messaged someone the other day and I said something that to me was obviously sarcastic. And then she replied back like, how dare you say that? <laughs> <laughs> I was well, I mean, like, did, oh did you my. type it sarcastic? Like, did you add like punctua- like a whole bunch of punctual or emojis or anything? No, because she asked me like, um, I can't remember the exact context. It was about a show, and she says like, is this character something? And like, if you've seen the show, it's so obvious what the character is. I'm like, nah, there there are something else. As a to me, sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> like I just put that one sentence: no punctuation, no emojis, just like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does, does this person know like, know how you are, like how how you act like regularly? Um, not so much. Like she well, graduated last year. What are you doing, right? <laughs> 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 if they don't know you, and I think punctuation is kind of key. <laughs> like... Nah, man. I'd, me, I'm I'm like eight years old when it comes to communication. I got to be right in front of you with my reading glasses. Oh, that explains why you can only make a, a thing move with an arrow key. <laughs> <laughs> ICT to me is just Excel spreadsheets, man. Nothing else. <laughs> What's Microsoft Word? How, how, how do you work this thing? <laughs> that, that's the only way. Like, I got a laptop with a touchscreen so I can write on Word. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Like, that's you. We were in the same class for ICT in year nine. Yeah. When did I get moved to to A four? Must have been nothing. GCSEs. You didn't get moved to A4. I got, you were oh, no, in A1 the entire time. What are you on about? No, I got moved to A2 in GTC. Because remember, we had AA1 that was like the prime years and then we all got split up because we were too noisy. You... Oh. Mandela effect happening right now. Wait, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> you weren't there. Wait, wait, no. No, you were... You must have been there. Nah, man. I know. I know. Michael was in A two, but you were definitely in A one. Nah, I was put in Michael's class because I had Mister. Well, no, maybe I'm getting mixed up because we had the same PE. The PE A one and A two was. In the oh same. yeah, yeah. We still said PE. Those were the good days. John Proctor Cup and that. My guy, I hate it's playing football. So why was it always football, man? It ticked up with the system, man. That's nothing to do with me. Um, but I'm always good at football. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a basketball. Get me. Racing against people, give me get it's not football. Stress, stress. Do you I actually haven't kicked a football in such a long time? Oh dear, oh dear. How's that? Oh dear, that explains so much. What, what does that explain? Oh, what, why I stay home because of university? <laughs> yeah, man, like, <laughs> <laughs> ball is life. Yeah, basketball's life, exactly. When was the last time you played? Yeah, I was, I was a minute as well, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Yikes. Did you... Actually, that's that's interesting as well, because at, at Bristol, because obviously I'm around all the time, I can still do sports on campus. How did you, like, stay active at home? Just, like, with your brothers or what? What's that? What's, what, what, is that what is that word? Active? Huh? PS4? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, so yeah, play basketball in the local in the in the local park, mm. and that's about it. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh, actually, no, 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 that's a lie. That's a lie. I did I did fencing as well. 
in uni? No, no, outside. I'm um, not at uni, but around uni time. Okay. So I did. I did uh, fencing at Brunel University. Mm, was that with, like, with their uni students or like a sports club thing? It was. It was a club that my dad. So it was kind of weird. So there was this. There's this club mm. in Acton, and but the the, the, the people, the players, um, the fencers there were very advanced, right? So then on that was on a Thursday evening, and then on a Friday evening they moved. The, so the um, the owners of the club would move to um, Brunel University's sports center, and then just for be, for beginners and stuff, they they would just go there, or or with uni students from Brunel. So okay. I went there, and then that that sort of boosted me boosted my ego because I was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's literally all sports was for me, just an ego boost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's never even that good. <laughs> better than me in football, though. Everyone's better than me in football. Yeah, football. Not good. when it comes to racing, though. I mean, actually, I might I might not even be able to run ten meters these days, but still, at the time. <laughs> I'm going to have to call this episode Sad Boys, man. This... <laughs> I think you should call it Charlie now. <laughs> Do you ever feel like, I mean, I guess it's different because it's been a while, but for me at least, when I was more active, I felt a lot better in terms of creativity. Like, I always had better ideas, I felt like, when I was on a run than sitting in my room. Huh. I, I don't know if, if you can, if you have any basis for comparison, but... Activity boosting creativity. Yeah, I mean, I can't I can't really say in my case. Mm. But I, I I can sort I, I think I can see where you're coming from. Some some people get like, so Vincent for example, after he goes jogging or running whatever he does, yeah, he um he feels really good afterwards, like just like in a a, a fit like a mental state. Mm. So like, I mean, and that sort of um goes into his um studying for engin- uh, for electrical engineering. Yeah, so I guess that could be a similar, a similar strand, I suppose. But for me, no. Yeah, mm. I enjoy. So recently, I've been going. I've, I've been getting into calisthenics, given quarantine and all that. But Good times. Was, huh? Good times. You know what calisthenics are? I'm familiar. I've never done it. <laughs> name me one calisthenic exercise. I don't know the names. <laughs> Push up. <laughs> Home workout, essentially. Yeah, does it work as you can do at home? And afterwards, I feel, I feel, I do feel, you know, mentally alert, I suppose. Mm. But whether that will make me want to go upstairs and then produce another song or write some lyrics or anything, no, nah, I don't think so. I'd rather unwind. That makes just like okay. sit down, have a drink or something. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. You, you said you, you, you think it. You say it helps you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, in terms of general ideas, I'm yeah. very good when I'm relaxed. So like, if I'm sitting around bored, I can be like, oh, you know, let me start a podcast or start a YouTube channel. But then when it comes to actual videos, the things that I come up to in my room is like, if you, like you've obviously seen some of them, it's a lot of like the series. Yeah. Those ones are like, I want to get better coding, so I'll do a coding challenge. But when it comes to like the Buso one, I was out just chilling, walking around and like, oh, you know what would be cool if I like, actually go outside and do something <laughs> so some of, the, some of these video ideas they just come through going about your daily business yeah because a lot of them i mean it's, it's hard to to put a theme to it but i feel like most of them are just what i do daily anyway like in some capacity 
So when I go to a boot sale, be walking around and be like, oh crap, like I can actually make this a thing. Yeah. Or I'll be applying to the internships like, oh, this is actually be a thing. And then, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to really describe my creative process because I don't really see it as a process. I don't really sit down and, and do it. But a lot of these things just come out of me doing some random crap and it's like, oh, this doesn't actually work in the real world as a thing. Hmm. Hmm. What made you want to, what made you decide on engineering? <laughs> oh man, you'll see in, um, in my second episode with Michael, I'll talk about that a bit with him, but it's mostly because it's a nice mix between engineering and well, math and physics, I should say. Okay. Like, oh, you weren't even there in year 13. No, I went to, I went to Richmond College. <laughs> yeah, because you wanted, ah, oh, man. So, Nailed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> Stupid ass. Like, <laughs> Yo, Brandon, Brandon failed too, man. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I failed first year at uni, so we're all losers out here. <laughs> but, <laughs> but nah, I wanted to do maths and physics at first, and that's what I applied for at most of my unis. But then I thought about it in detail one, at one point. Because first Oxford and Bristol, they said, like, we think you're more suited for engineering. So I'm like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll change it for that uni. Because otherwise I would have got rejected for physics. Yeah. And then I realized if I, like, specialize in maths or physics, it's very niche. It's, like, one particular thing. Whereas if I do engineering, I can kind of go into any industry. And even though it's not substantially different to maths or engineering, I like the broad scope of being able to be, like, okay, I can apply to Google or Tesla or, like, some bank or BBC, I can like a sound engineering role. Like there are so many different things I can do with my degree. And that broadness was just like, it's a no brainer. Outside coding in your engineering degree, do you have any um, other practical lectures or practical assignments? Um, like yeah. so say, well, compared to like, if, if, say, if, say if you did physics, like does, would physics have practical assignments or would it all be theoretical based? Mm, so maths would definitely be more theory. Physics would probably be, uh, I guess in terms of my degree, it'll be a bit more uh, activity-based, but only because of labs. We don't really have labs. But we do have a lot of assignments in terms of, like one of our modules called MDM is maths and data modeling. Mm-hmm. And having to model a real-world situation in terms of numbers is a, a long process of coding and different stuff. Um, and then we have, other, I don't know the specific term for but it's like the topics that aren't specific to my engineering degree, but they're good for other engineering degrees, like electronics or fluids, which yeah. enable me to go into a lab and talk about how engines work or how to make a calculator and all these different stuff that I don't really care about, but yeah. it keeps us on our toes in it. It makes, and a lot of them are group based as well, which is kind of how the engineering world is like outside of uni and in terms of industry. Hmm. So I think, I think you struck out then. You went for the better option, I'd say. I think so. I mean, I was talking to one of my friends the other day about um, <clears throat> this. Was, not the other day. This would have been after the general election, right? And he was talking about whether or not uni should be free. And my strong point was that, firstly, it shouldn't be because most people that go is probably like a third of the population that's not really representative at all. And plus, I feel like some degrees like mine should be worth what should cost a lot more. Like, I don't really think guys that are doing history, for example, are really paying the right amount because they don't really need anything other than books. Oh, that was very shade of my end. Like, you know, the guys are doing music. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get you. Yeah, I'd say 
how it's all like a flat base is better than say engineering us cost 12,000 music 9,000 and like yeah from nine to whatever yeah but then how, how would you factor in, in Scotland then mm, I mean I don't I don't know exactly how the system is it's just free for residents right yeah so say if you're a resident you're a Scottish resident mm, or citizen sorry or citizen would you not want to keep a free um, university education if, if you say if you were Scottish yeah I mean I don't know the numbers in Scotland but but if it's free, I'm not going to complain, obviously, but I will still always argue that you should be paying for what you get. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because otherwise, like, Michael talked about this yesterday as well, which you'll see soon too, but he was saying how he felt like he was paying for other degrees in the sense of he's going to be earning a lot of money and the money he pays is going to cover the guys that don't earn enough to cover their student loan debt. Mm. And it's, it's annoying because a lot of us are being screwed over by the fact that, you know, some people can't afford to pay it off over time. Some of us can. And the ones who can are paying so much more to balance out the sheets. And in that regard, like if they just charged us more in the first place and charged the other guys less to start with, like the whole worthlessness of your degree wouldn't really matter because it would be a means to an end <laughs> as opposed to like a blanket rule. Um, even now, like lectures are on strike because they're not even getting pension or whatever. I don't know the specifics but it's like the finances aren't even right as it is so there's obviously an issue somewhere going back to like to what you're saying just then mm. what I found completely sad on my end and this yeah. also relates back to when I was in first year compared to when I was in third year right mm. so the catch so in my third year to catch up on like a whole bunch of mixing techniques and stuff that I could actually use for my final major project yeah I just went onto YouTube. <laughs> and that might, that, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, you think, wow, he spent a whole, he spent 9K just to make, go on YouTube and type in a few words. I mean, when you say it like that, it's a bit, that is sad, right? Mm. And then I went up, and then I, you know, I graduated, you know, thankfully, I'm not going to say with what, but, you know, graduated. Congratulations. <laughs> and I got two, I got, I got a two one, right, but. That's, that's very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone who did YouTube, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad I did. <laughs> Man, I was, I was thinking, thinking during that time of, of, of putting together my, my project, I was like, what the heck have I been doing? Mm. Like, I, I, before, uh, when, when applying to universities, I was, I was debating, should I actually do music? Because, I mean, this is, this is way before I watched the, the X video. Yeah. I was like, just, just out of a practicality sense, Ed Sheeran didn't go to university. <laughs> a whole sure. bunch of people uploaded on SoundCloud and just, you know, get it. Mm. Uh, you can build a following from YouTube and SoundCloud if, you know, if that's what you want. Yeah. What would, what literally, what would you, um, going to university accomplish in terms of music? And I was torn between that and um, criminology. Because okay. I also really liked learn, um, doing psychology at school. So I was like, I mean, you know, if music ever failed me, I could, I could do psychiatry or something like that. Mm. Or just about the mind more. But I don't know why I was just swayed into the idea that, oh yeah, going to university would be great. Going to a music university would be great. One, because the course is apparently very good. And two, I can meet like-minded people in the arts department and grow a network from there. Didn't plan out that way, but you know. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes I look back and I'm like, 
I mean, I don't regret going to music to, to do music, but sometimes I look back and think, what if, you know, what if I did criminal? Mm. But we'll never know what if is because it's the real world and we don't live in those times. <laughs> yeah. Deluded. Exactly. Mm, it's mad. I mean, I do feel like a lot of the music artists I listen to are ones that either didn't go to uni or like J. Cole, for example, he did go to college, but he did music part time, like as a side hustle. Yeah. Would you ever feel like, I mean, obviously you said you don't regret it, but if you could go back, would you do things differently? I, I mean, I, I would still be, I mean, doing music 100%, as mm. in doing music as a job is 100% what I want to do, right? Yeah. But going back, I'd say yes, I would have done like criminology or psychiatry or something. I don't know if that completely contradicts what I said earlier, but... No, 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 I mean... If, if I had a second go, then yeah, I'd say do criminal, do, do, do a different course, but then still do music. Because mm. music's well wounded, but then like the other course would be my fallback option. Yeah, for sure. Because that was my... Like, I wanted to apply to do um, film studies and media for A-levels. Wait, what? Yeah, I mean, I was never going to because capitalism, but... <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I was never going to. <laughs> at the back of my mind, I was like, I would enjoy it. I was it, like, man. yeah, this could get me, this could get me good, look, good in the female eye, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you found a wife, man. <laughs> and up my bride price. But now, now, I literally thought I would enjoy it so much more. Like, because I, I see myself as a critic in many regards. Like, I always think about how artistic shots are taken or what specific scenes mean. Like, I would have enjoyed doing in film but at the same time i was like there's on one hand it's what you enjoy and on the other hand it's like how you eat <laughs> and being able to afford food is so much more important at the time at least yeah and like even still like while i'm doing uni i'm still like going cinema i still get to appreciate the arts i mean it's not as it's not as technical as i would have liked it to be yeah but it's like i don't know i don't feel like i'm missing out so would you say engineering is your passion then is, is, is this something that you wholeheartedly want to do? What, what, what specific engineering? Any, any specific strand? Oh, I do engineering maths. Maths. Yeah, so do, you, do you, is, is this what you wholeheartedly want to do? Because it's you also tough, make YouTube videos, so I'm just... <laughs> yeah. It's tough because my... My value system is that I want to help people. And... In terms of any other industry, like any traditional industry, I should say, engineering, in my opinion, is the most beneficial to the like overall society because it dips into everything. Like in terms of medicine, for example, you can either be a doctor and help like one person at a time, or you can be a medical engineer, and make a computer that can, an AI that can help millions of people simultaneously, and extrapolate that to every other industry. It's like engineering is just a no-brainer to me, at least. But in terms of feasibility, like it's hard for me to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make AI and save the world. Like that's not, <laughs> that's not a real. I'm gonna build robots oh. and then we're gonna have Isaac Asimov world. <laughs> yeah, we can go to Mars. Like, it's I, I, great... wanna be, I wanna beat Elon Musk. In fact, I'm gonna go to Mars and Venus. Like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna colonize the sun. <laughs> like, it's a mad. In terms of theory, like it sounds good in your head, and it's a nice dream to have. Yeah, but in terms of feasibility, like I can, I can record a podcast in an hour on a Wednesday and like help one person. Yeah. Whereas it's gonna take me a very long time to be that good at engineering to be able to 
make an actual difference. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I could. It's not a case of like engineering or YouTube. It's very much like the general helping people in general. But I don't know. I'll see in I'll see in ten years. Right now, it's more about money. Like I'm not I, making. I, money. I was about to ask, like, how important is money right now? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, money is the most important thing to me because I feel like it's all good and well to have good intentions, like. To volunteer, for example, it's cool, but when you're volunteering, you can only give, you know, so, your eight hours a day or whatever. Yeah. Whereas if you're if you've got ten million pounds in the bank, you can just put that towards a project and be like, here, you know, twenty people. It just make your life better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I just feel like money is way more. In terms of charity, I'd rather give money than give time because I feel like money can do more. Well, Plus, I go out eat. <laughs> 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 so say say in 10 years time when you have all this money mm. would you be starting up your own projects and then carrying them through or just or would you um give it to a third party oh i'd do it myself easily i mean in some capacity like let's say i was rich right now i wouldn't research coronavirus i'd put that into you know i'd give it to a charity but issues that i do care about let's say like climate change i would happily just be like look Here's the Jordan Climate Fund. I'm putting 10 mil in. We're going to sell shirts. That's going to, because I don't believe in straight up donations. I go, you have to provide value in some sense. So I sell shirts or something. And then, yeah, we'll figure it out. Plant some trees, do some crap. I don't know. <laughs> hmm, but I'd much rather. a really long time for that to grow into a way. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that was just, I was just using Mr. Beast as an example. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I'd much rather do my own thing. And plus, I feel like project management is just real fun. Are you good at managing people? Ah, I, I can learn to be. <laughs> That's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, get, just get the guy who makes the spaceship games to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. All I've got to find is the guy. To be fair, management, like, you, you, don't, you, you never learn this in school. You kind of learn it growing up. But like being a captain is different to being a manager. Like Leading and managing are different. For starters, and then being a manager is not so much about being good at the actual task as much as it's about good at managing people. Like, who would have thought? Well, I never saw it as that in that light before. Don't know if I still wholeheartedly agree because if you're a captain, you've got to manage the people underneath you to do certain tasks. But anyhow, yeah, but like a a manager for like a music label, yeah. Like Birdman isn't a good rapper. <laughs> well, he's a good but, you know, he, he found Little Wayne and now he's rich. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair it's enough. It's a enough. strange, um, strange phenomenon to me, at least. And I, I learned that way too late. <laughs> what do you mean? Like I always thought, going back to the engineering thing, I would have, I thought you had to be super good at engineering before you can actually go and do something yourself but it's more about like look, let's look at Elon Musk he's not I mean he's probably very very good at engineering as well but the main reason why people know him and love him so much is because his marketing skills he can sell a product in a heartbeat yeah he can gas you up he can make a dream sound real you know going to Mars I know you're talking about Elon Musk and marketing yeah that, mm. that I can't remember I, I don't know when it was but that, that tank car oh the you know about yeah, no, <laughs> just that no. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't care if that thing is. I don't care who made that or what what sort of features it got. I'm not no. 
Never. <laughs> <laughs> you can learn from it, man. Learn marketing from that. You can sell a brick. <laughs> this brick will change your life. <laughs> That's actually something I need. I, I've been trying. I've been looking how to. Because, you know, me creating music compared to people listening to music is a whole. It's a whole different ball game, isn't it? Mm. I'm trying. I'm just trying to figure out the best way to um, meet people and entice them enough to listen to my music. Like, so I've downloaded Bumble, right? Not right. Bumble for dating, but Bumble because you know it's got business and BFF, right? Yeah. So I'm just imagining the people in in on business in the music and in the music field, and then BFF just swiping on more or less everyone. <laughs> yeah. And then, so what I've learned is I've tried to try to, you know, get them to care enough about you to make them want to listen to music. So I'm just literally trying to just converse, like, talk to them like normal people. But then, then you get so, or at least in my case, then I get so into like just talking to them and about them that they don't care to ask about me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when, when, at what point was? would be the best place to uh, just hey here's my link to soundcloud spotify comes out april 19th evan Doropa. a shameless plug right now but evan <laughs> e-v-a-n-d-e-r-o-e-p-e-r on soundcloud and spotify april 19th just saying um yeah so when i do that like, like how would you oh dear yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear so that's getting edited out. I left enough pauses there for you to cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's nuts. Like that's an interesting transition actually, because like I know you mentioned TikTok as well. How it seems like your strategy is more or less getting to know them first and then expecting them to. Well, like, no, see, I'm not, I'm not expecting them all. I'm just expecting, oh, I'm hoping rather, just like yeah, yeah. a few people just to ask about me. Because these videos I'm watching by Adam Ivey on YouTube, obviously, it's mm. just how to grow an organic um, organic following. Yeah. And he says just to engage with people, right? So as I said, just to get them to talk to you. Mm. So, for example, if I came up to you and I, and I didn't know you, I'd be like, hey, man, um, listen to my music. It's yada, yada, yada. It's dropping this day, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be you know, blessed, blessed to you if you, if, you, um, if you like it. Just tell me and all that. I feel like you'd be less, less inclined to listen to it unless I've tried connecting to you as a person first. What do you, what do you think? I mean, I, I agree entirely. Like, you need if there's a if there's a relationship there, you're much like more likely to listen or to care what they're saying. But at the same time, if you're coming in with the angle that at some point you're going to sell your music to them, it's not really genuine. It's kind of inauthentic, and I feel like that transpires through to what you do. I mean, obviously, I'm not a social media guru, but like, <laughs> there's a line between like going out and making friends or going out and making potential customers. <laughs> so so what my what my plan is with this bumble thing mm. is to talk to these people and then 
if they ask, you know, what's your stuff? Cause I, cause I leave it on that, I leave it on my bio. Like, hi, I'm, I'm hoping for people to listen to my music and whatever. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't, that's not the first message I send. I, I literally ask, Hey man, how are you? I talk about, I, I read their bio, talk about them. Mm. And then just hope in response, they'd ask about me. But I feel people are talking about themselves quite a bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. People love talking about themselves. That's the, that's the game. It's just like my, my intention is like not as, as soon as I give them the link just to drop them completely. Mm. Because then that's not a follower. That's like, okay, they might listen to that one song and then just forget about you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> how's it been going? How's it been going on, on your YouTube end though? Me, I mean, I don't do any marketing. I'm very much like um in Which my J. Cole bag. Someone comes across it. I'm I'm in my J. Cole bag right now where it's like I want the art to speak for itself. Okay. Because I feel like if I ever tell, like if I tell you to watch this video and you might be like, oh yeah, it's, it's great. But like, you're watching it then because I told you to, not because you wanted to. No, but see, I've, so when you first started it, I was mm. like, oh, cool. He's watching, he, he, he's making me, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll check one out. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, cool. Sophisticated monkey. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. Not sure about the name, but all right, whatever. <laughs> but then, but then I would keep coming back, just sort of like check up on how your YouTube videos are going. Yeah. So I mean, now, now I'm. I mean, I'd like to think I'm a regular watcher. Love that. <laughs> yeah, love that. Yeah. <laughs> Stroke that ego. <laughs> 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 but like, like in between then, when you started and now, I just check every now and then just to see how they're doing. I might, I might not even watch the video then, and maybe just like read the comment section if if there is one at that time. Mm. And you know, flick through a video. But now I'm like, nah, I mean, he's, he's making these videos. All right. Let, let's see what he's freaking talking about. So let's just watch it. And because I, I know you, you know, we're, we're good friends and all, like, just fucking one more view is, you know, is good in the long run, at least, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But that's not a position where we know each other. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So that's why I'm thinking, like, if I can know these Bumble people, mm. then maybe... Like this all relies, this all relies on the maybe, but you know maybe it's another, but it's it's one more, or maybe some guy goes through his phone, or he's just coincidentally playing my music at the right place at the right time. You know, it's just imagine, yeah. So Man, many, that's... so many maybe. I don't, I don't like maybe. You know, mm. my angle, like if I were doing music right now, I would like target. I don't want to say TikTok, but you know, influencers. It's what I'm looking for. Like, if you can have your song on the back of a vlog or like a, you know, you were telling me before you had um that streamer. Yeah. You had your like, track in the background. If you can do more of that, because then it's a nice line between like, the in terms of making a relationship, the influencers have already done that. Like, the, yeah, they already, they already got their, their, their ten, tens of thousands or millions of. I mean, I'd say it's a waste of effort trying to target the millions of people, though. Like, so say just just because she just came to my head right now, Addison Ray, right? There is no mm -hmm. point I'd say trying to message her because she's probably got a billion other messages from God knows how many people probably asking for the same thing. So maybe if I targeted like the ones to the ten k people who have a decent following, then Go that could surely, huh? Go for the low hanging fruit. Yeah, and then you can climb up the tree. <laughs> I get that, but then that's what everyone's trying to do as well. Uh, yeah. If it were me, I would send like a hundred DMs to the top, you know, the top top influencers because 
you were talking about like going through Bumble to make these people like you, or whatever. Like, let's say, let's look at KSI for example. The people in his fan base already like him. So if he goes and plays Evans music, they the people have the relationship with KSI because they like him, and then they trust his judgment on that music. It's so actually, you kind of bypass the whole making connections thing because it's like yeah, it's actually mad that you said that because I was watching something of him recently. His uh, I think it was his one question go. Oh man, I don't watch his videos. I just remember the name. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, all right so, but anyway, on that, on that, there was this guy who who's also a musician, mm. and he just he he was able to um, talk to KSI for for this question. Man. And he also can just like give feedback, listen to a song, and give feedback on it. Mm-hmm. And the song was actually pretty good, right? And then he was like, "Really, thank you," and, and whatever. And I went to his channel, and then he had like one or two k subs but he also okay. made this video on how met on on the same night of how he came across ksi and whatever they talked about mm. and at that time he said that he only had like a couple hundred subs so he he initially got to 1k just from that um interaction yeah yeah that's what it takes man yeah and in my head like let's say you're only allowed to send five dms a day I would much rather send those five to the five biggest than the five five most realistic. But so you think your chances going to the five biggest are higher than going to the lowest and then the the five realistic? No, but I mean, I guess because I've got a game theory head and it's kind of long to explain that maths now, but... (laughs) It's a podcast. It's meant to be listenable. (laughs) Yeah, true. let Let me explain game theory in a very... Uh, low, high level term. Talk, right? talk to it like a musician. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> How do I even say it? So, in, to to have like the best odds of winning said game, you want to maximize reward and minimize risk. So, in the context of five realistic and five, you know, massive ones, let's say all five of the realistic ones reply to you. That could be like ten k subs each with a total of fifty thousand. Yeah, and then let's flip the coin and say one of the big ones reply out of those five you apply to. That that's still like a, a million, and yeah. one million is still way bigger than fifty k. And to get that fifty k, that's relying on all five replying. Like in the off chance that only one of the so-called realistic ones don't like actually replies, that's ten k versus a million. Mm. And then your odds of you know your odds between the two is like you're either getting zero or fifty thousand for the realistic ones or zero or five million with the realistic ones with the biggest ones i mean and yeah. in terms of numbers it just makes a lot of sense because of course you're talking about what are the odds of them seeing it but you have no idea how busy their lives are or how busy yeah, you, yeah you don't know what at what point that message might just pop up on their screen while they're looking at it. like oh that's all sounds cool. yeah yeah, yeah. like if you knew in advance that there's going to be a, a one in ten chance that case is going to reply then yeah fuck it you know <laughs> message case <KSI, laughs> but because you have no idea what the odds are in advance it doesn't make sense to Assume, at least not to me. Oh, no, I, I see your point. It's a logical point. And plus, that's assuming you only get five DMs. Like, we actually get as many as you can be bothered to send. So, why not message no, 10? See, the, the video, the, the marketing video I was saying, watching, was 120 interactions. So, this was like, nice. you know, talk to, talk to any artist. So, I was also trying to do that, you know, talk, talk on Instagram, uh, just like send messages, talk about how good their music is and whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't reach 120, but that, that's the idea, though, to, to do 120 engagements 
and then who knows might come across it. So 120 times a million. <laughs> <laughs> Mad. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I was saying. That I was, I was, I was going to say 120 messages to 120 people with a million subs is or a million followers or whatever. That's uh, that's that's the idea of it. Yeah. Yeah, man. And if it's if the odds are one in a mil, one in a hundred, like you win. I mean, of course, there's also nothing stopping me from doing the the low hanging and high hanging fruits. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Just pick every fruit. Yeah. <laughs> just uproot the entire tree. Just <laughs> dig a tree up. <laughs> Buy an axe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm planning to market this podcast more, like more than I did my YouTube channel. Oh, oh yeah, I was actually going to ask you that. How? What, what's your strategy? My strategy for this is more or less. It's. I mean, I'm kind of going for the low hanging fruit right now. Like by collaborating with guys like you, Michael, and everyone else, I. I don't expect, but the idea is that you will put this on your mediums as well. And that's, you know, every upload is plus 100, plus 100, plus 100. Like, there's several different audiences there. Is this going um, SoundCloud or Spotify? Um, everything. Everything, okay, cool. Yeah, like you, Anchor. You, you've at least got one re... re um, I was going to say retweet. Yeah, essentially a retweet. Retweet. <laughs> Repost. There we go. Oh, on SoundCloud? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to put on everything eventually, but it's like, I'm not going to market it on my own because similar to my J. Cole bag from before, I want the art to speak for itself. Yeah. They're more like, if I do 100 episodes of 100 people, let's assume all of you guys have 100 followers. That's, you know, you're 100 times 100 people. That's 100,000, you know? Yeah. Or 10,000, sorry. Potential listeners. That's just from doing... 100 episodes it's not actually doing my own work so it's a, it's a similar similar um strategy i guess but instead of straight up asking you to share my work it's like be the work you know i'm making you part of it it's a pretty good idea do you have 100 people lined up um i mean if i wanted to i can go for through every single person on my like Facebook friends list, right? That's like <laughs> 1.2k. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, the, the way I'm trying to do it, because I talked to you beforehand as well, it's going to be more university focused. Yeah. So, so, so you're going to target university students or people who've recently graduated? Um, I'm more or less going to target people that I want to talk to. Fair enough. Guys, <laughs> you're probably the only guy I know that studied at home. Like, There's a lot you can talk about. And obviously you're doing music as well. That's interesting to me. And there are things that like I'm not going to speak to someone who's big just because of the potential views. I want to actually enjoy the chats as well. Yeah, but as... This time next year, who knows where I'm going to be? <laughs> yeah, this can be your come up story, man. <laughs> my come up story is like, hey, you want to see my? You want to see how I started? Watch this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about how you found them on Bumble or something. All beginnings start on Bumble. <laughs> Oh, let me get back in my DJ bag, man. Ladies and gentlemen. Wait, yo, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> hey, wait, wait. Crap. I'll, just keep, I'll go for the long intro. Oh, wait. Come on, come on. I'm a right, new, fine. upcoming West London artist. I'm doomed for my future. This, if, this is how, if this is how we're doing this, this is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm doomed. It's like... 
I'm so, a random South will rap. <laughs> Born and raised in the slums of Hounslow. <laughs> Some people go from zero to hero. This guy came from zero to minus one. <laughs> I'll put on my big old headphones. Put your big old headphones. You might want to turn it down a little bit then. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You know the song I Met a Devil in Miami by, by X? Yes. It's just, it's just him rapping over a piano and a bit of violin at the end. Mm-hmm. I tried, I was, in, I was heavily inspired by that song yesterday, right? Yeah. So I, try, I tried um, doing, one, doing something similar. And okay. I thought it was so, so good. But then I played it off this little Bluetooth speaker that we have. And it just <laughs> not, was not the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've really learned over the years the difference between like you know speaker phone speaker audio and bluetooth speakers and obviously headphones i mean my goal nothing is comes if, close to wired yeah my goal is if it can sound good on like just phone speakers mm. then i think it'll it'll sound pretty good everywhere else yeah definitely but yeah this one sound this, this the song i was doing yesterday Sounded good in my headphones when I mixed it. I was like, "Yay, pretty good." But yeah. no, for some reason, it just it just didn't want to be it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> debut track from Evan. First time ever hearing it. First time ever shown to another living soul, allegedly. No, no I didn't say that. But okay. <laughs> uh, rain. If for whatever reason you want to skip the song, the track is exactly three minutes and 42 seconds long, although I strongly recommend you listen to the track and, you know, we appreciate your support regardless. So, you know, whatever you do with the information, uh, the choice is now yours and I hope you enjoy.
You love doing that um that silent bit in the middle. Silent bit. Well the melody fades, no no vocals, just Yeah, I like I don't know, I, I, I like breathing room I suppose. I'm done. That was sick, man. <laughs> I can see why that's the one you're playing out first. <laughs> yeah. I think, you've had, I think you've heard everything else besides maybe one or two songs. Yeah. That's nuts. I you like it, yeah? I can definitely tell the difference between the mastering on that and then everything else you've done so far that you sent me so far, I mean. I've been trying. I mean, see, that's the thing. I, I paid for that one to be mastered, but like mm. the other ones, I'm trying to because I'm lacking on funds right now. Trying to my, try my best to um do it myself, but it's just it's a bit tricky. Yeah, it's a tough one. But, but, now, I, feel like, but I feel like if I really like this track, then I should just pay the pay the cash for it. So yeah, what do you think? Out of everything you've heard so far from me, that's in terms of. Like quality, that's by far the best. I think. Hey. It, it, it just sounds complete. Like I, I didn't get it before, but when, now I understand what you mean by the uh, like the final mastering process. This one just sounds like a complete track. Yeah. And that beat, man. <laughs> do, do you hear? Do you hear the reminder call out? So this one was by by a remind, a reminder and call out my name. Do you hear the sort of um inspirations? If it sounds a lot more like "Call Out My Name" to me, yeah, that reminder. That, that was that was the main one. Mm. I made another beat with more inspiration from "Mind Reminder." Yeah, no, nah, I enjoyed that stuff. Yeah, hopefully not. It's, it's a shame no one's gonna listen to it. Eh? <laughs> 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 it's gonna be there, but <laughs> that's why I put at the end of the podcast for everyone that tunes off by now, like. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone stopped listening about half an hour ago. <laughs> like, who is <laughs> now? Is a good time to talk about what he actually cares about. Like. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I love that man. That was good. I think um, I listened to the weekend's album uh, after hours. Yep. And I've like, I mean, I don't want to take the piss out of his album because I don't, I've never been the biggest weekend fan. But I love how 
you know those tracks where there's like no drums for the first minute and then suddenly just yeah, flips? Yeah, yeah, come in full. Yeah. That is, that's the maddest. I love that. But I've noticed how you, you often have like around a minute, minute, 30 second mark, just the beat mellows out for a sec. You know, you take a breath, come back in for round two. Yeah. yeah. I, no, I just like having um, space. Mm. Before before the next verse kicks in, just so because you know I am a musician first. Um, I am a yeah, so I like you know the music to play as well rather than just hearing my voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> What's your like? Because I know obviously you're big, you know Ed Sheeran, Frank Ocean, The Weeknd, but in terms of quality of music, like as a musician, who do you look up to? Who do you look up to the most? There's a Japanese rock star called Gakt, G-A-C-K-T. Right? He's my favorite musician. He's a, he's a rock rock singer. Mm-hmm. So that, that's where I hoped, I mean, it's gonna. It's a long process, so that's where I want to eventually be. Um, his, his stage performances is just phenomenal. Like, it makes you want to, it, it makes you enveloped within like the sonic space. Mm. Makes any sense. So he comes on stage with costumes and water shows and motorcycles and stuff but it just sort of fits the music yeah so it's sort of like uh, i keep saying sort of like it's essentially a theater production so all the lighting all this all the stage stagecraft and whatnot crazy and then he's just performing his songs um alongside what's going on around him and when i watch him i'm just i'm just like damn you know like if i Mm. can get to that that would be fantastic. Yeah, that's nuts, man. His, his Spotify is very um, what's the word for it? Like under visited, I guess. Well, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that. I don't know how big Spotify is in Japan, but I mean, this it doesn't have all his all his stuff. I I, I would say go on YouTube and just watch a couple of his live performances. I mean, my favorite song of his is called Returner, which is not on the Spotify. Playlist. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's my favorite song of his. Yeah, that's nuts, man. That I mean, in some regards, I'm similar. Like, do you listen to Gambino much? Childish. Yes, I got, I got all three, all three albums. Yeah, like I saw oh, him live. Yeah. Last year, I think. Yeah, last year, and that experience was something else. Something else. Like, yeah. I really, I've really grown to appreciate. Like being an artist and then putting on a show, like being a performer is so different to being an artist. Yeah. And you don't really see that until you see him live. Oh, check it out, definitely. And any particular any particular one or just, just generally his live performances? Uh, I mean, I saw his what was the album game last year? Summertime Magic Tour or whatever the hell it was called. But I mean I've only seen I've only seen him once. And I don't go to live shows often. That's probably like one of three that I've been to in my life, but just seeing, you know, the whole O2 on different colors and, you know, him dancing on the stage with his background dancing and everything. It's a whole, it's a whole show, you know? Yeah. Like the, it's like the music was set. It may, it may, yeah. it, I feel like it would make your money's worth if you put on an actual show. Cause, you, Cause at the end of the day, these artists are getting millions of mm. dollars or pounds. So you might as well make it worth their what make, make the audience's time. Make yeah, him yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, I spent seventy odd quid to see this, and I'm happy I did it. You know, mm. so it's like I've seen, you know, these like 
these like I don't know the term for it, like middle mid tier British artists, I guess. You know, like a chipmunk. I mean, he's been around for a while, but I don't see him. He's not like Ed Sheeran level, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> or like I can't remember all the names. I don't even know the names anymore. But they they on shows in Bristol during Freshers, for example. I've, I've seen those, and they very much you know they come for an hour. They play the biggest hits, then they just bounce. But when you actually you know sit down. Watch like this show is entertaining, and whether you whether the music like you can hear it or not because it's flipping mad loud as hell, people cheering. But it's like the visuals, yeah, like nah, crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, so if you if you have the finances for it, just go all out for your perform performances. Mm. Of course, I mean if you have, I mean I can't I can't really say what they did in your freshest thing, but I can only imagine it was just like basic lighting and a mic. I mean, yeah? It was just a normal club night. They just came, you know, <laughs> one song. Young Bane was there. He did like Rihanna and then just went home. <laughs> <laughs> but it's what is so I imagine your end goal then in some capacity is to do shows, right? Yes. Some capacity, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Non-existent right now, probably won't be for, for for a while. But yeah, the end goal was to do a show like Charge Gambino or Gat. Gat, yeah. And then eventually, I mean, and this is far into the future because my favorite genre is rock, right? So, like, to do rock yeah. <laughs> Not many pianos there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I can make something up. <laughs> there's a branch called orchestral rock. I'm sure there's a piano involved here or there. Oh, interesting. What I know is that black people invented it and I want it back eventually. Oh, yeah, by all means, you know, if you can, if you can give me the money for it, yeah, I'll, I'll happily give it back to you. <laughs> Mad man. <laughs> All right, I, I got at some point I got to go eat, but to no, close gonna, out, yeah, uh, say it again. No, I was gonna say, is there any other topics you wanted to go for? Oh, uh, there's a few, but we got another podcast for that in the future. Hey, when I'm when I'm a bit more stream streamy, <laughs> so I guess when I've got a bit yeah, more. Yeah. Once making the money, then I'll hit you up again. Oh yeah, man! Thank you for the clout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess to see this one out for the next like ten minutes or so. Yeah. Um, talk us through rain. Um, the lyrics or just the music composition? All of it, man. All right. Started off with, as I said, the piano melody, right? So it goes the. Da, 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 da. Right, it goes, it goes like that. Um, inspired by Call Out My Name, so it's just slow and moody. Yep. But I'm, I'm a melody. Yeah, I'm a melody. I'm a melody person, so there had to be something going on in my right hand. I mean, it couldn't just be a block chord. Like, no, sir. No, sir. And I just felt like I wanted. I don't know. I just wanted it to make your head bounce. I guess. And it I works. think I. None of the beat. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> oh, it worked, right? I said it worked. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so that was, I initially thought that, um, you know, the other one I got where it's, um, oh, how do I, what's the best way to say it? What's it even, I don't even have a name for it yet. Damn. Anyway, it doesn't matter then. I wrote this song alongside another one thinking they'll be like, go, go together in that sort yep. of the idea that I had, I, I told you about. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's probably not going to pan out anytime soon. Um, I don't know what to talk. I don't know how to describe this composition. Pro it's just more or less what I described earlier in the podcast. Just 
the piano melody and then added the drum beat added a bass that fit added some nice 808s because i thought you know this is a weekend style song so you can you can hear that bass in some of the songs mm. uh, lyrically this is this song though lyric um vo- um me- uh, vocal melody wise is one where i turn on my voice memos and just sang a tune into it rather than playing the piano a piano melody for the voice because I feel like you need, you know, it's it's all well and good trying to hit the key on the piano for a high note, but it won't really transcribe well if I can't do it, you know. Yeah. Okay. And I, I bounced it. I gave it to my teacher because originally the song was actually a, a, in a lower key. Hmm. So it was more like, if I consume a yell, which doesn't really give off a. Th- yeah, it kind of takes the energy out of it. Yeah, the the energy is completely gone. So my teacher said transpose it a few semitones and I did I was like oh, you think I can do it and he was like yeah yeah I was like, okay and then I recorded it and I played it back I was like yes this this is a song you know <laughs> like this, yeah 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 this this is one of those I mean I, I don't you know people say that, oh you know this this was it like it's hard to I mean I sound like a cop out but <laughs> it, 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 it's true though this, it was like this is one of those songs where it's it's good like you just know it's going to be good and if people like it and i feel like people will like it mm. and you know friends my friends including yourself listen to it now and they're like yes yes singing's on point and <laughs> beats on point and i'm like yeah great. <laughs> great um lyrically i was thinking you know what cause i like i like writing stories right Mm-hmm. So some things I write haven't really occurred to me. I uh, haven't happened to me personally, but I can, I can, I can, for some reason I can bring myself into these sort of feelings that someone would feel, right? Yeah. Feel for that, it's either sympathy or empathy. It's one of those. Um, but I felt like, so what would happen before I wrote it? Um, what would happen if someone, you know, someone you loved decided to go with someone else and just been playing with your feelings? But that was the main idea. Mm. And then it sort of just went from there. So the chorus, the, the, the pre-chorus, let me just get out my, oh, this is so bad, but let me just get out my, uh, my, my lyrics so I can remember what, what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> now you, you, you can edit this out in post, right? <laughs> <laughs> so there goes our, there goes our uh, freestyle portion of the, of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so the, you know, the chorus saying, a pre-chorus saying it's just how it goes when playing your games and playing your games it's easy to change right mm-hmm. so this girl or guy whoever it can be either set either is saying it's like this, this, they can easily toy with your emotions and then easily change you know to play to make you feel like you like them okay. and they'll just cut you off go somewhere else do the same thing to someone else and then that relates to like the second verse where it says how many bodies have you left with your lies, right? So how many times have you said you like this person and then just 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 for you to move on to someone else? Damn. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit it's a bit morbid, I think, but hey, it, made, it makes for a good beat. <laughs> it fits. Yeah, for sure, man. Genius. This is genius out here, man. Breaking it down. <laughs> you heard it here first. 
It will take four days from release. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I appreciate it. You know, even if it is just one more person listening, I appreciate it. For the culture, man. Look, get, that, <laughs> get that up on Instagram. I'll share that. I will. I'm thinking of doing that, that countdown thing you imagine. I, mean, I was going to do it 10 days from release. So that's uh, tomorrow. <laughs> from tomorrow, from yeah. recording this. Six hours. Six hours, yeah. Damn, I'm pumped. <laughs> I think it's going to pan out, though. Um, speaking. I mean, not well. Yeah. But only because it's your first. Yeah. I mean, the other songs I've I've got coming for Spotify are, are, the, are the Frank Ocean, is the Frank Ocean type one, and then the slow, the you know, when you said there's not enough drums. Mm. Yeah, that. so those two are coming, are the next ones. And that's when I remastered them in my own way, so hopefully they they sound good from the audience perspective, but yeah, we'll find out when that time comes. Yeah. If I were you, I'd talk about it more. Talk about it more? I think in the early days in music, like there's no connection between the the listener, the music, and the artist. Right. Like, I mean, I'm not going to... Like, podcasts aren't obviously the best thing for everything, but, you know, if you can get out to talk about stuff, get more people involved, that'll be... That'd be my strategy. Live stream? I would, personally. Mm. I don't know how it would work, because, like, you have, what, 100, 200 followers? Yeah, yeah, something like that. So you'd be relying on people sharing it. More so than just like going live, but yeah, going live and having people come to me, yeah, yeah. But you know, you could try it. Try and hop on quarantine radio, Tory Lanes. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is there is a there is a, um, a site called Submit Hub where mm. you can um, give them your music, and they may play it on a radio or a blogger might talk about it. But mm. I mean, again, that's that's all the maybes, and you got to pay for that as well. Which isn't always, you know, the greatest. But it does have Spotify playlists, which is important in this day and age, eh? True. Yeah, try and get live with Brendan, man. Get that Singapore market popping. You know, I mean... <laughs> I've actually got... I've got, I've, I've, no, I've got a uni friend who, who was actually... Who is Singaporean and she moved back there. So, mm. you know, I've got, I've got avenues, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> You should do um wait a minute, wait. I was gonna like fade this out, but I gotta ask, how come you didn't have to do national service? Because I wasn't born in Singapore. But don't they say that Singaporean blood is Singaporean blood? No. My uncles I mean, yeah, you you might have to fade this out. My my, <laughs> my uncles were born in Singapore, but they didn't do the NS. Okay. I mean it's just simply because they didn't want to. And because of that, they're not allowed back into Singapore. At least that's what they tell me. <laughs> yeah. Only living there right now. Like, <laughs> no, no, I don't think. 46 Singapore Road. 46 Singapore <laughs> Road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> North London, 46 Singapore Road. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> But yeah, we'll we'll get that to hundred streams. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm not. 
I'm not too. I mean, this this is literally the first track. So I mean, what? Oh yeah, I'm expecting a million people. Like, you know, be realistic, right? No, not a million people. Maybe even ten. Maybe ten people. Mm. I mean, I, I know it's going to be a slow grind, but at least I'm starting to ch- put out content rather than thinking about doing it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the earlier you start, the earlier you win, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I was telling you before, like, at least in my opinion, the first three years of my YouTube career was was garbage. <laughs> it was complete trash. I'm, I'm happy you stuck with it, though. Yeah, I mean, I think we're in a, we're in good positions because we enjoy it. Yeah. Like you're not you're not doing music right now for money. You just want to do it because you want to do it. And yeah. Similar with me and YouTube. Like, if I was doing it just for money and for fame, I would have quit after the first video <laughs> because. Really? Like 10 views. Yeah, I mean, it, I didn't do well for the first year. But you got, got to think of, like, your, your new channel. How, how many years has it been now? Three. Coming up to three years, yeah. Three. So you're, 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 you'd be a new channel in 2017. Yeah. Everyone's making channels, trying to pop off. Like, no one's going to pop off for, like, a good while. So, I mean, I mean giving up after the first video or first year, it's a bit non-committed, eh? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what people do, man. If you're in it for... People that are in it just for money... They're, they're not- in it for the, the immediate gratification. Yeah, short-term goals. Like a Netflix series. Get it over and done with. <laughs> yeah, literally. Off on a Monday, delete by Tuesday. All right, there's a tangent, yeah. I mean, you can, you can throw this one out, obviously. But did you watch Witcher? Witcher, not yet. You, oh, swear. At the time, I was watching... What was I watching? I can't even remember now. But then I got Disney+. Plus, and since then, I've been watching Disney+. Plus. <laughs> you know what? I'm so angry about Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's this Buzz Lightyear show called Buzz uh, Adventures of Star Command, or Star Command or something like that. Buzz Lightyear. Oh, and- yeah. And I've got like the there's a film and there's like a couple episodes and I've got those on on VHS right, mm. good old video. And I was thinking, right, Disney, you got to have it, right? Disney, but it's going to have everything Disney related, right? No, they don't have it. <laughs> I mean, vexing. Oh no, it's not really vexing, but it's just no. You know what is vexing though? There's no American Dragon. I swear. Nope. That's all I wanted. <laughs> They only have three seasons of recess instead of five. There's no Jake there's, Long. There's no Corey in the house. Disney got to get their act together, man. Uh, but that's a new anime, though, isn't it? Corey in the house. <laughs> what? Like, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> it's a meme going on in the anime community. Oh man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it started, but I just find it a bit funny. <laughs> Jeez, just I'll take a look afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, just so there's no need to throw this out, it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts on what what's good to watch now that we're in lockdown. Some quarantine tips, quarantine tips, quarantine quarant tips, quarantine tips on the quarantails. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Netflix wise or just like YouTube wise or oh, what are you watching? Netflix, I'm watching um, Terrace House. Three guys and three girls move into a, who, complete strangers move into a house in Japan. Oh, I've heard about that. 
it's quite i mean i i, I find it very relaxing to watch it's just something you just like cozy up to with a cup of tea or something like that <laughs> <laughs> is that a japanese show right yeah 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 i've heard about that um, <laughs> i don't know outside that what other netflix shows i've been i mean i'm watching a bunch of anime but this ain't the bright podcast for that is it <laughs> no no nah. That's, um, that's your podcast that's my one yeah which is never going to happen apparently according to my <laughs> according to your brothers I mean it would just be a bit sad talking about talking to myself like hey guys this is Evan's podcast no one's listening <laughs> <laughs> uh, no no what else on Netflix oh I mean this came out a while ago but it needs more people watching it The Last Kingdom right it's based on a series of novels called The Saxon Stories or Saxon Tales by Bernard Cornwell mm. right? It's about a guy called Utred of Bevenberg. And he's just, uh, he's a Viking. Okay. Well, he's Danish, but he's actually, he's originally from the north of England. And then the Danes kill his family, and then he's raised by Danes, okay? And it's just so sick. It's such a good show. Season one's a bit slow, right? Half season one's a bit slow, right? But it's just like, a, I mean, this is what people call it. I mean, I don't see it, but it's what people call it. It's like the real life Game of Thrones, okay? But, <laughs> but, but not, not real life, because it's fiction. Yeah. But I, I completely recommend watching it. If my um, summary sucked, then I'm sorry, but it's definitely worth your time. It's got three seasons out currently, season four in postponement because of the world right now. Yep, Illness 19. Oh, and also Lucifer. Lucifer, three, uh, yeah. yes, I've, I've seen one episode. <laughs> first, first three seasons are on, ne- are on Amazon, yeah. but then Netflix picked it up, so season four is on Netflix, and you can just watch like a, there's like a summary thing at the beginning of, of, of the Netflix series, which tells you all about it, and that's pretty good too. And season five's coming out next year, or sometime this year, later this year. Dope. Yeah, there you go, those two shows from Evan. <laughs> three Some shows. Plan. I've been watching, well, I've been told to watch Tiger King and Fire Festival because they're by the same person, and why not? Uh, I will watch them at some point because I know the person who recommended it's listening. (laughs) 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 Um, That's that Fire Festival, F-Y-R-E, right? F-Y-R-E, yeah. The Disaster Festival. Yep. Internet historians told me about it. (laughs) I've never really been a festival guy, but apparently it's worth a watch. So. It's worth a watch, apparently. Oh, I'll see. Um, huh? Anything else? On Netflix, I, I haven't been on Netflix in a while since I got Disney Plus, but I've been watching. Um, Disney Plus is a good It's not. I mean, it's because all of my favorite shows from childhood are on there. Yeah, right? Like sure. Recess is a good watch again. Um, I never really watched Lizzie McGuire. Um, that's a raven. Yeah, I watched them like here and there as a kid and Hannah Montana as well, but I never watched it as a coherent series. So it's amazing now going back and being able to watch it as if I was 10 years old again. <laughs> <laughs> so those are cool. Gravity Falls is insanely oh, good. Oh, so good. I didn't know how good it was when I was watching it as a kid, but it's amazing. It's a shame they only stopped it off after, was it two seasons or two, two and a bit? Two seasons, yeah. And it's like only 20 episodes each. So it's what like. Saying that, that's how you do a show right, though. You yeah, say, you've got no one to get call. it over done with. You tell everything you want. Move on. Trust me. That's the. I mean, this this is a whole other podcast that we'll come back to in in a year or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> when art gets so bad, when they seek money, when there's like a story to tell, you tell that story, then you call quit. All right. 
Those right. are always the best. Avatar: Last Airbender. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, yeah, Korra. I mean, did you, did you like it? Compared to other shows, it was still very, very good. Oh yeah, but I mean, compared, when did that come out? I mean, there wasn't really much going, going competition wise, was there? Yeah, it was like twenty thirteen or something. I don't even. You watching Dragon Prince? Who told me to watch? I haven't seen it, no. But I've been recommended. Uh, Made by the director or the creators of the show of, of, of Avatar. It's heavily tied to Avatar, but not 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 narratively wise. Just the um, the production people. Yeah, I think Gareth told me to watch it. Just because of the choreography, apparently, is very similar in terms of like the fights. Yeah. Is he gonna be on a podcast, Gareth? Um. Well, now he has to be. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> fuck's sakes! <laughs> you gotta bring Gareth, Zara, and Brendan. Now. Like, he's name dropping these people. <laughs> um. I, I still haven't planned an outro for this, but it's been great having you. Yeah, thanks, First man. time hearing your your music, big fan. Can't wait for your long, promising career, man. I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep up the grind. Love that, and we'll be here behind you the whole way. Cheers, Jordan. <laughs>